Well, Rebecca here talking all things health and fitness with Core Fitness and Performance, a functional fitness gym located in Newport, Minnesota. Let's go. Today I am here with Nate Peterfesso. Awesome. I was wondering how to pronounce your last name. I always have it like all these. That's, I think, how I would have done it. Um, you mean in three years you didn't know how to say my last name? Well, think about it. You like see people's names in writing every day on the whiteboard, but you don't often like hear them. So you say them in we your own We partnered in a competition and you didn't know my last name. <laughs> I know your last name. And I think that's how I would have said it. Yeah. Just how it's spelled. Yeah. Um, December member of the month. I guess so. Yeah. It's exciting. Um, so probably by the time this podcast comes out, the post will be out there. Everybody will uh, already be, you'll already be Instagram famous. Um, or at least in our little core world. Um, when did you start CrossFit? When I joined uh, what was Made to Live Fitness uh, about three years and three months ago. About. About. And, and about how many classes ago? 939. <laughs> that's awesome. Ticking away at that 1000 club, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, how did you find how did you find Made to Live? Uh, intensive Google search. Were you looking for CrossFit specifically? Yeah. I was. Um, so I have done a lot of different training and working out and um, I was stuck in a pretty big rut at about the time the pandemic started and um, really was struggling just kind of with my overall fitness. I was a member at a local big box gym um, and only paying like $10 a month, but wasn't using it mm -hmm. and um, was just in a kind of a physical rut. They shut down and um, I had always watched CrossFit from afar from like the CrossFit games perspective and really thought, man, that's something I think I would enjoy uh, I thought I could do it. Uh, lo and behold, uh, I cannot do it at the level they can, um, which <laughs> not was, many can, uh, which I'm learning, you know, very quickly that that is, you know, a, a real, uh, sense of elite fitness and, and conditioning that I being a former college athlete, I thought might come a little quicker for me. Um, and that certainly hasn't been the case, but back to the reasoning, um, it was the pandemic. I was not traveling for work and was in this rut and decided that I thought maybe CrossFit would be the way to break out of it. I had always kind of had a hang up with the idea of having to work out at a specific class time because of my schedule. It yeah. is very fluid in uh, committing to a specific time on a regular basis had been a challenge for me in the past. Uh, lo and behold, I just haven't made it a priority. Um, because that really certainly hasn't been a challenge here for me. Yeah. Um, so the 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 process was me kind of Googling CrossFit gyms around the area, what was kind of within what I would deem an acceptable driving distance, and just started calling around. And uh, the owner at the time, Ben Smith, was the first person to call me back and was very welcoming. And then he uh, got me into their foundations class with Coach Brett at the time. And Brett was uh, very welcoming and did a nice job of breaking everything down for me. We did a couple mini workouts, and I thought, well, let's give this a shot. Let's let's go 
all in. It's kind of how I tend to do things is, yeah. you know, <laughs> jump neck deep, both feet all the way. Uh, and I haven't looked back since. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, what did you say? Three years and three months and you're 900 and some classes. That's yeah. I would say that's neck deep from the start, right? Jump right in. I got to cheat a little bit because I utilized open gym quite a bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't like you were just checking into open gym and sitting there, right? You're no, putting the work in. I was putting the work in. Yeah. I was trying to get better at the stuff I stink at. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you say that because I think people can get certain impressions or caught up on certain things like the coaching and the programming and those are things that you'll hear a lot of people say like this is what I love about the gym the community the coaching the the um the programming but what you said is the first one to call you back like how many gyms did you reach out to or check into and a lot of times that make is what makes the difference like just who is paying attention and showing that they're interested in you reaching out right yeah i think i called five gyms uh within the area and to be honest ben was the only one who called me back yeah uh, but he called me back the same day and uh said yeah come check us out so yeah awesome mm-hmm. um you had mentioned um the specific class times being a like something that was maybe a kind of a turn off at the beginning or maybe i'm not saying that right but um what have you settled into a, a certain class time that you typically go to or you, I mean, you kind of, kind of bounce around a little yeah, bit. I think, you know, especially now, cause I have some freedom and flexibility. I bounce around quite a bit. Uh, I've been pretty regular in the morning class up until this summer when things changed for me on a, on a personal and work life, uh, balance type stuff. Um, now, uh, it's been nine thirty for the most part. Uh, but that will, probably shift to late evening classes uh come the first of the year my guess is you'll see me at five and six most of the time going forward okay awesome um and then the other thing that you had mentioned is that being because of your your job your schedule is a little bit um what what i know it's different right now but what do you do for work uh well i am in sales is probably the easiest way to say it i've managed a group of sales reps for a trucking company so I was on the road quite a bit. Uh, most of my tenure, while I've been at Made to Live and Core, has have been uh, an area sales manager, managing 19 people in five states. So I was on the road. I would leave every Tuesday, and I wouldn't get back till Thursday. So I made a conscious effort to get up, do the morning class on Monday and Tuesday, work out at the 5:15 time frame or 5:30, and then um, I would hit the road right after that class and go to my destination of choice for the week. And then I would try and leave in the afternoon on Thursday so I could get back for the six o'clock class. That was kind of how I did it. And then I would take advantage of open gym on Mondays and Fridays and try and make up workouts that I missed on, on Wednesday or, you know, something of that nature. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's commitment right there. Um, what, um, so, with your work, that changed a little bit. You've been a little bit more free, probably changing again here in January, which is exciting and fun and interesting, and we'll see how that goes. Um, what are your current fitness goals? My overall CrossFit goal is to ideally qualify as an age group athlete 
before the games at some point. Similar to Denise. Yeah. Just keep putting in the work. Yeah, I've, yeah. I outlast everyone in my age group. <laughs> uh, you know, by the time I'm 70, maybe I'll be, <laughs> you know, holding a plateau that's slightly more fit than everyone else in my age group. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, how long have you had that goal? Do you think, like, kind of? Do you think right kind of right away, and that's part of what's led to that awesome consistency? It's been pretty much a day one goal. Yeah. Um, it's adjusted slightly since going through my first open and being uh, smacked in the face. That was a significant eye-opening experience. This last open went much better for me. Um, just kind of managed the workouts better, but also aged up and. That's what I was gonna ask. Kind of yeah. found out that like okay, this this age group is a little easier, a little more attainable. Um, we'll see where it shakes out. But really, um, so I'm 45. I would like to kind of make a serious run when I age up into that 50 age group. Yeah. That would be kind of my my benchmark right now. We'll see. Life happens, things change, but that's yeah. kind of what I'm eyeing right now. Awesome. I love that. Um, what is your biggest fitness achievement so far? Uh one day I did 19 double unders in a row. So that was like uh almost I almost retired after that. <laughs> um I you know biggest biggest fitness achievement for me is quite frankly my consistency. I just yeah. uh have been reinvigorated with CrossFit for my love of fitness. It has allowed me to really uh just hone in and be consistent and be here almost every day and that's really what I think is my biggest achievement from, you know, in 2020 showing up once every three months to the gym to showing up seven, eight times a week to the gym, depending on the week with open gym at the time, uh, that, that was a huge improvement and to continue it for three and a half years, that that's been my biggest accomplishment. That's awesome. And honestly, that's, I mean, we, you hear about, and you see the intensity piece of, CrossFit talked about a lot, right? Mm -hmm. But really that consistency is where that magic happens or kind of where it starts starts to happen. So that's awesome. Um, you had talked about um, being a college athlete. I know you do some uh, skiing still. Will you kind of tell us about your um, athletic background? So I am virtually the only athlete in my family. Um, in my immediate family for that, you know, I have cousins who played sports and were probably pretty good at it, but, um, none of them went in on to do anything in college. Um, but, uh, my parents weren't athletes. Uh, they ski, uh, they still ski to this day. They're, you know, in their, uh, early to mid seventies and, and ski pretty much every day in the winter. Uh, my dad plays golf on a regular basis, but they're not competitive. They're not competitive athletes. They don't, I haven't weren't involved in any sports from for the most part I think my dad played a little basketball you know in high school and junior high but the coach told me he couldn't ski so he told him to buzz um, off yeah. essentially so um so really for me it was uh starting kind of at a young age playing soccer and playing football um played football pretty much as a grade schooler all the way through 10th grade uh just kind of got sized out of football at the time. Um, really enjoyed playing football, but just at the time I was playing offensive line and just wasn't big enough anymore to compete in that position. And we ran an offense at the time that 
didn't allow me to really kind of move into a different position. Yeah. Uh, I'm not fast as an athlete. I'm not super explosive and as, as an athlete. So um, my skill set for football just kind of faded away by the 10th grade time. In 7th grade, I went out for the swim team and uh, qualified for the section meet as an 8th grader, lettered as a 9th grader, and just kind of continued to swim from that point on, kind of transitioned away from football and into swimming full-time year-round, swam on a swim club uh, through that time frame over the summer and, and in the off months of the high school season. Went into college and swam Division three. Um trained quite a bit very much used to a background of training twice a day a lot of conditioning and weightlifting in the morning before class and three hours swim practices after class uh, in the late afternoon and evening nice. so you like that you like that kind of high volume work grind you and denise both yeah um <laughs> i think that's where it comes the from swimmers. and obviously denise yeah. is a swimmer as well yeah um a lot of that comes from that also just i think my just muscle makeup i'm i'm not a fast twitch athlete i'm a endurance athlete although you know some of the things that we do here you wouldn't guess it but um you know i in college i swam the mile and the 200 butterfly wow. um those were my events i continue to swim on a master's team i continue to swim distance events for the most part uh my favorite race is the 800 meter free um and we'll continue to kind of do that in and out uh as time allows how long does that take you uh An 800 uh, nowadays probably 10 minutes i haven't done one for a time in a yeah. while yeah swimming is so hard for me for me like swimming for fitness so hard when I was in high school, uh, the swim team and the basketball team kind of had this rivalry because the basketball team um, obviously was much more popular sport and all the cool kids played basketball, uh, but they never won. Um, <laughs> and the swim team, uh, we, were, we had a very good swim team in high school. We, we won the conference a couple of times. We won the section a couple of times. We went to state as a team and contended for the state. Uh, the basketball team would routinely um, – talk trash to us and I said fine I'll come one in and run one of your practices my coach will let me out I will run one of your practices I won't make all the shots that you guys can make but at the end of the day I'll be standing and I, I'll finish your practice yeah if I finish your practice you have to come in and swim with us and um so they did and and we fine. made that bet with them and we finished their practice none of us were tired and they came to our practice and none of them finished the warm-up <laughs> They, yeah, it's different. They don't understand what it takes yeah. to swim and what it means to put yards in in a swim practice. Yeah. Did they did anything change after that? Did they have a little bit more of an appreciation or did they have excuses? A little bit more of a mutual appreciation. Yeah. But they yeah. still were the <laughs> basketball team. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, and then skiing, you ski still. I so do. you didn't ski like competitively as a sport but it sounds like as a family that's something that you guys did yeah so that was kind of our family activity that's our family vacation growing up so we would take a trip out west every year during what was called energy week for those of you who remember an oil crisis apparently we used to shut down and not use any energy in a school oh. district for a week so that was like a week off in february that was my mom's school district so we would go out west and go skiing during that week as oh. a family my 
parents have been skiers and um they got my sister and i into it we started when i was five and she was three and we've been skiing ever since cool so i volunteer at wild mountain as a ski patroller i have a regular weekly shift i ski monday nights from 6 to 9 p.m patrolling the hills and then on saturdays i do uh i run our hill training course for incoming candidates who want to join the ski patrol and that entails 10 weeks of refining their ski skills and then learning how to safely handle and operate a loaded toboggan which is essentially bringing an injured patient down the hill you know transporting them from the hill down to the aid room is that also a volunteer position or is that a paid position it's all volunteer Mm -hmm. that's cool you love that i do um Skiing in Minnesota can be challenging. Uh, one, it's cold here, like super cold as we all know. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, colder here than it is like if you go out west to ski. And obviously we don't have very much vertical drop in the state of Minnesota. Most of our ski hills are on the river bluff on the St. Croix for the most part. So um, three to 400 vertical feet is all we get here. Out west you can get runs that are like 4,000 vertical feet. So, um it's challenging to stay committed to skiing here when living here so it forces me to get on the snow it forces me to work on my technique as i train other people on their ski skills so it really is good for me to kind of continue my habits uh from a from a technique standpoint and then just also forces me to stay on the snow throughout the year instead of just taking my one vacation out west that's what i was going to ask do you still do that Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely you guys do it as a family still or Occasionally. Yeah. Um, my parents used to winter in Colorado, so I would go spend time with them. Oh, cool. Um, they sold their place this past winter, so they are going to take this, like, epic ski trip in January, um, and then they'll take another one in February. I might join them for the February trip. just kind of depends on where things are at for me Yeah. Fun. at the time. But I also have friends that I go on trips with, so uh, there are several friendships that have formed from the ski patrol and then just some other people that I've skied with throughout my growing up um that we take trips together and and it's always a good time that's cool i love that um do you have any other hobbies outside of i mean i don't know that how you have time with work and travel and all your crossfit classes and volunteering there and you're still swimming and but just in case we missed anything (laughs) i i you know i like to stay active becca i like to be outside i like to do lots of things um i have Lots of hobbies, uh, kind of master of none of them. I just fill my time. I like to hunt. I like to bird hunt. Um, I certainly, you know, spend a lot of time in the fall duck hunting, but that's a, you know, very short portion of the year. It's only 60 days, and, you know, I maybe get out 10 days out of the entire season. But, um, yeah, it's something I really enjoy as well. You have one dog? I have one dog. What's your dog's name? His name is Hank. His name is Hank. And he hunts with you? He does. Do you have to do, like, regular training with him, too, to keep him up and alert, and especially if he's only getting the 10-ish times a year? Yeah, we we probably train um, very regularly in the summer, so when things warm up and the ice obviously melts, I probably swim him once a week, uh, put him through some swim practice um, on a Saturday. Usually after 8 a.m. CrossFit, I then go home and get him, and we go uh, – to a pond and, and spend a half hour put him through his paces and then I'll throw his dummy form in the yard maybe 10 minutes 
every day, every other day, depending on what my schedule is. I'm just trying to do math in my head and figuring out how you have time to do all the things that you do. I certainly burn the candle at both ends <laughs> and get run down from time to time, but that's generally when I know when to need a break and take a nap. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, what is your favorite CrossFit movement and or workout? So I think my favorite workout is Tommy Mac. Um, hero workout, lots of burpees, lots of barbell movement, um, a grind, another long one, usually a 30-ish, 35-ish minute workout, um, you know, 12 burpees, 12 barbell reps, and I think it's six different barbell movements, if I can remember correctly, and it has a lot of different ones in there. That's a lot of fun. I really enjoy that one. You do burpees, like, in between each? I think you do the burpees before. I think okay. you do 12 burpees, and then you do 12 thrusters, 12 burpees, 12 okay. cleans, 12 yeah. overhead squats. I don't remember what it is, but I think we've done it twice. I really love that one. Yeah. Um, and then, like, my favorite KFP workout that Braden has programmed and created is uh, BDB which is, again, another grind, pain in the butt. It involves having burpees. So, um, you know, the burpee deadlifts and then the um, box overs, box step overs with the with dumbbell, the, yeah. then the bridge run, and then back. Yeah, you kick my yeah, butt in that Yeah, I know that one. I yeah. remember. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you remember these by name. That's. I think I remember the ones that are like long grinders yeah. are the ones that I remember yeah. by name. I remember like, I think that at workout actually is the first time I did a bridge run mm-hmm. and it was so built up in my mind because everybody talked about the bridge run, the bridge run, the bridge run. Um, and that was my first one. But yeah, I kind of liked that. Just, well, give me, put a dumbbell in my hand mm-hmm. or a couple dumbbells. And for me, just because of the way I'm built and how much I weigh already, the dumbbells like nothing. I mean... It's not like nothing, but it it doesn't slow me down that much. And then, yeah, I don't know that I'd say I love the long grind, but I do remember that, liking that workout. Yeah, yeah that's a just, fun one. Just keep moving, right? So that one was like the first workout that I tried to RX when I was a new member, and it ate me alive. I did it with the 50-pound dumbbell, and it just absolutely killed me. I remember our former coach, Sarah, uh, working out at the same time, and she did like the same weight dumbbell that I did and absolutely kicked my butt i mean she just smoked me and that's when i came up with the phrase workout eyes like that was like ooh, i can do this one and then just completely crushes me workout eyes i like that (laughs) it's just like oh this is gonna be a good workout and then you fail miserably yeah that definitely happens sometimes um what do you i have two specific questions left for you um what do you love about kfp i really like the programming um and i like true to the definition of crossfit constantly varied right that is what i like about crossfit um i like coming into the gym and having something different to do each day the workout is always different from the day before you know, from the week before, even though we go through cycles and maybe are doing the same movement uh, that we were doing the same, you know, Monday, you know, the previous couple of Mondays or Wednesdays or Fridays from a strength standpoint, you know, we usually change the rep scheme. And so it's, it's always changing. And that is what has kept, I think, 
me coming back on a daily basis and is it's allowed it to stay fresh for me um and i don't have to think about what i'm going to do i just show up and it's there and it's, it's ready for me so um that is what has kind of helped me kind of break through my plateau with my kind of fitness struggle that i had back before i joined crossfit was just like man what am i going to do today i'm kind of bored of doing the three sets of 10 chest day monday you know back tuesday legs wednesday whatever it was right and um so this just is this programming and and the the variation and always changing has really helped me stay focused and wanting to continue to come every day um and then just on top of that i really like Braden's programming i i like how he goes about it i like how he varies his metcons uh we do some shorter burners on strength days we get a lot of strength work we do Olympic lifting. We do, you know, just straight compound movements like back squat, deadlift. Uh, he has a very good balance of that throughout the year. And then, you know, other days where we have really long workouts, longer metcons, I, I enjoy that just as a change of pace and, and allows you to work on your endurance. So those are things that I really enjoy about core. Obviously, our community, our people is second to none, in my opinion. Um, you know, it'll always go back to that first competition I did that we were at Haste uh, HSC um, in that. You're thinking swim. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Haste is the swim club in Hastings. <laughs> um, HSC where we did that comp and in that first, you know, competition and everybody from core showed up with their core shirts and everybody cheered everybody on and it was just like so evident that our gym was so much closer than all the other gyms that were there. They didn't have the other gyms cheering each other on the way that we did. And I don't remember who it was working out in the last workout, but I think it was like Braden and Brett and somebody else. And, and they had, you know, the entire gym standing around them, cheering them on. I mean, it was just a really cool kind of powerful moment. And it just right there kind of set for me, like this is different than every other place. Our people are, are really uh, close. And, you know, there are a lot of friendships that have, formed out of this gym you know I, I think of tony and paul who didn't know each other and now are probably two of the closest people you know probably, best best friends probably would never meet yeah without, would have never met without yeah. this and you know kind of similar like you know again paul and i share uh, a hobby and we went on a trip together this year to go duck hunting together that would never have happened yeah. uh without this gym so um again i you know there are a lot of great people you meet a lot of people here and everybody has you know maybe not the same specific overall goals but you know, everybody has a common goal of just continuing to improve, uh, whether that's in their fitness or, you know, their mental health, their, um, emotional health, all that is just, uh, you know, here and, and it's fun to be a part of and help people through that. You never know what someone's going through, uh, outside of these walls and, you know, coming here is sometimes a place for them to exercise their demons or get a break from whatever's going on. So, um, it's just, it's just great to see and, and be with all those people who are here working as hard as you or harder and pushing you to, to be the best person that you can be. Um, when you were talking about the that first competition at HSC, I got goosebumps all up and down my leg. Um, and that one, too, was um, specifically a three, I think, or I think four gyms. So quick history, HSC started in, I think, 2014. Um there's a gym in Bloomington um, 952 that opened up out of HSC 
um, coaches. Um, Rippling and Red Wing opened up out of HSC coaches and then Made to Live, Ben and Michaela were coaches at HSC. Um, so we kind of put together this four-person gym competition and um, I think first of all there were not I think we show it was hosted at HSC I think we showed up almost as numbers wise almost as much as they did um, I think some of the gyms if I remember right barely had any teams kind of jump on the bandwagon so I was so proud of our new little transitioning gym from made to live to KFP core fitness and performance and how excited people were to do that. And then, yeah, like you said, just how they showed up and cheered for everybody. And guess what? That you noticed that and you, and I'm getting goosebumps again, talking about it. But the reason that happened is because that happens every day yeah. here in the gym. That's just what happens in our gym. And that's sort of what, how CrossFit used to be and still is in some places but I think some places have kind of lost that but the reason our members did that is because they didn't know any different yeah. that's just what they do I think at the time I don't in you know you guys would know better than I would but we didn't have much more than 40 50 members at the time I th yeah I think you're probably right on there I think just about every member showed up for that competition in one way shape or form to either cheer or be a part of it but at the end you know you take that picture of us at the end of the competition and everybody in their core shirts and it's you know 40 some people all work who worked out and you know you know i i distinctly remember jorge working out and being in the competition and like his entire family came to cheer yeah. him on and that was like what felt like a hundred people <laughs> you know i mean yeah. his wife and all his kids were there and, yeah. and that was you know, it was just cool to see everybody and how how um excited they were for jorge and just how enthusiastic everybody was it just really was a uh, just a mind-blowing experience. And then, you know, you come here to our new gym, and we have our second annual uh, invitational in the new space, and we have all these teams. And, again, the majority of them are from our gym, and you have all those people wearing their red, white, and blue T-shirts and um, all the teams and just uh, a great, again, atmosphere and a lot of fun. And it was fun to have, you know, other gyms come and participate. And, and I can't wait for the next one, to be honest. I mean, Are I, you I think showing a little soft side here, Nate. Yeah, a little bit. I'm a softy. <laughs> yeah. Some, you know, you probably don't know that. Um, sorry, I cut you off. Oh, it's all right. Um, you maybe already kind of hit on this in everything, but is there something specific that you love about CrossFit in general that you haven't hit on yet? Yeah. So, um, for me, it is the incremental progress that you make without knowing it's happening. Um, you know, you start like wall balls as an example, right? Like, okay, throwing a 20 pound wall ball over 10 feet is, uh, maybe a task that you can't do when you first come. So you start with the 10 pound wall ball and throwing it eight feet and then you get to the 14 and you start throwing it nine feet. And then all of a sudden you're doing, you know, two wall balls at a time with the 20 at the 10 at over the 10 feet. And all of a sudden you know, you're in a workout with Alex and you're doing 40 of them unbroken at a time. It's just, you know, over time you progress and it just, it happens gradually. It happens without you realizing it. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, I can do this. I kick ass. Like I didn't know that I was capable of this. And, and all of a sudden here it is. And 
that carries over into daily life. Like, um, we'll use my skiing, right? Like, handling the toboggan on, as a ski patroller, my CrossFit experience, the work that I put in at the gym helps me handle the toboggan with ease. It is, it, it can be a dangerous task uh, to take a sled and, you know, down a hill and a fully loaded sled, if you think about it and, and what is behind you, the weight that's behind you, you know, an average person weighs 200 pounds, just can be, you know, more at times. And, you know, you have gear and equipment depending on, you know, the situation. So long story short, you could be on a very steep run with a very heavy load and to be able to manage that sled and navigate it down the hill, whether there are bystanders in front of you or obstacles, you know, to be able to do that with confidence and ease is really, you know, has is really been kind of the cream on top of my CrossFit experience because here I am, you know, my legs are so much stronger because of CrossFit. My core is so much stronger because of CrossFit. And those are all things that I need to be able to maneuver the toboggan and handle it and to be able to do it flawlessly uh, with perfect technique wouldn't happen without CrossFit, in my opinion. I think that's perfect that you mentioned that. I'm going to go back to when you were talking about constantly varied. Um, we talked about a couple workouts that you like that you've done a couple times, right? Yep. So those two workouts, you've probably done them each twice or maybe three times, the bridge run one, and that's in three years. So it's not like we're repeating workouts, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. It is that constantly varied. Every once in a while, there'll be ones that you'll retest and you can see your progress. Um, but every day is hard no matter what. So it can be really hard to realize that you are making progress because it never gets any easier. Um, I remember when I started, I couldn't do push-ups, and then all of a sudden one day I could. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't working on push-ups. It's just all that stuff you do makes your whole body stronger, and like you said, it kind of like sneaks up on you, and you're surprised all of a sudden, like, oh, look at what I can do. And and there are workouts like that we do on a regular basis. One comes to mind that we do three, four times a mm. summer. Um, and look, you don't PR it every time. But maybe portions of the workout get easier, right? Like <clears throat> some people skip it every time. This is true. Excuse me. <laughs> um, but you know, again, there are a lot of factors, right? Like what did you eat leading up to it? How much sleep have you gotten? All these things kind of play into performance. How bleeping hot and humid yeah. it is outside when we do it, right? Certainly, the I think the July one was wicked hot and wicked humid, and everybody had slower times, right? Yeah. And then you know, all of a sudden the October round of triple threat comes and everybody is like a minute to three minutes faster. It's like, oh, well, what a, what a difference, you know, heat and humidity make. But right. um, it's your ability to manage that workout in a, in a lot of ways, right? Like, so for me, I'm getting much better at rowing. Not a strong rower, but all of a sudden now I, my row and triple threat is like in the five to five and a half minute range where it was like seven minutes to begin, right? And, you know, that sets me up for a bike. And sometimes my bike is great. Sometimes it's not. But then how do I manage the run after that? And, you know, I'm running with ease, even though I hate running. Everybody knows that about me. Um, Same. I'm not, I'm not a runner. Uh, I just, uh, but again, how do you manage that run, get through it? And, you know, even though maybe your time isn't a PR, how do you feel physically after it, right? Like, am I completely wrecked or was I able to manage it and get through it? So, you know, you don't always have a personal best every time you do something or repeat a workout. But again, it's how you push yourself, how you manage it, how you attack it. Yeah. 
all those things kind of play into it. And, and again, that's just kind of the joy of CrossFit. The joy of CrossFit. Yeah, neither one of us is really built for um, real aerodynamic running. Yeah, wide and short legs. Yeah, it doesn't really (laughs) – yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, So let's say your ski patrol buddies or your family is listening to this. What would you want them to hear? What would you want to say to them? I mean, like, hey, just come try it, right? Like, just, you know, you don't have to be in shape to do CrossFit. You don't have to know all the movements, right? Like, you don't have to be flexible. You don't have to be strong. Just come in. Every movement, every workout, every activity is there's a scaled option and a progression to build up to where you want to be. You know, just because the workout is prescribed in a certain way doesn't mean that you have to do it that way. Um, And you certainly can strive for that and work your way up to it but it's totally cool and all right if you don't ever get there right like it's your fitness journey you have your own goals whether it's to lose weight get lean get strong you know just have better mental health sleep better whatever it is right like and only you can know that as a person so um just come in give it a try like and i guarantee you won't regret coming to kfp i just the, the coaching and the people in the environment here are second to none. Everybody will welcome you, and you'll have a blast doing it. I love a couple of things that you said there. Um, the, the progressions to get to where you want to be. Um, we had a workout this week that had muscle-ups in it. Some people never want to do a muscle-up, and that's completely fine. You don't have to. Like, there's still progressions for you to challenge yourself and get better. Um and then, um, what was the other thing you said that I thought was really cool? Well, yeah, everything you said, everything you said was really cool. Um, but I think you're right. I don't think anybody's ever, probably somewhere in the history of the world, somebody's gone into a CrossFit class and said, "Oh, I'm never doing that again. I really regret regret that." But I don't think that happens very often. Oh, the other thing I thought when you were listing the list of um, losing weight, whatever, mental health, sleep, you say that because you know that. I think a lot of people who haven't tried CrossFit don't realize that those are some of the side effects, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, really people think, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, they think about just the gym portion, the fitness, and it's so much more than that. It's more about overall health, really. Yeah, I, I think you have this kind of outside view of what CrossFit is from the general public because they see the CrossFit games, right? And, you know, that's what's put on TV. That's what you see on YouTube. And it's generally guys and girls who are super fit, super strong, have lean, mean bodies that, you know, have very low body fat. And that kind of feels like what the persona of CrossFit is. And in a lot of gyms in a lot, around the world, that's what it is, right? You There are a lot of gyms with really fit people, with really strong athletes who have a huge engine and this massive capacity, right? Then there's a lot of gyms like ours where you just have people, everyday people, who are just getting better in their daily life incrementally and, you know, aren't grade A specimens, for lack of a better term. Um, one other thing I want to... I want to mention is 
your consistency and I love how you're looking long term, right? Like I think it can be, um, especially nowadays with all the stuff that's on the internet, it can be really easy to reach for something now. What can I, that instant gratification. And I just love that you're thinking already like, I'm still going to be doing this in five years. I'm just going to be working and chipping away and maybe I'll be at that point where that is what I think about all the time and I try to remind myself like I'm going to be doing this for another 30 years probably. Like that's my goal. So just being patient with those things that I can't do and the time's going to go by no matter what. I might as well spend it working on trying to make myself better. Agreed. I don't, and again, I don't know if my, you know, kind of long-term goal will pan out or in the time frame that I think it will. I've already readjusted it in my head, you know, more than once just because of kind of where I'm at and, you know, how great the competition is in, in the open, you know, and kind of experiencing that. When you go into it the first time and you don't really know what to expect, you know, you think, yeah, I'm, I'm going to kick, kick ass. And, yeah. You know, then you find out real quickly that there are a lot of fit people in the world. <laughs> um, but again, uh, I have a lot that I want to accomplish uh, in this sport, in this activity, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think some of that strives from being a competitive athlete in high school and college. Like a lot of that goal and, you know, having that idea that, hey, I want to be an age group athlete is kind of keeping that competitiveness flowing within me from that level. Like, you know, it, it feeds that fire a little bit and it makes me feel like, okay, I'm still young. I'm still alive. Like, you know, I'm 20 years from college now, maybe even more. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, I can still do hard things. I can still push myself. Uh, maybe not at the level that I was back then, but, at a level that is comparable to the people in my age group, right? Like, yeah. I can still be elite for 45 is, is essentially what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and again, I need to get better at a lot of things. You know, competition wall balls are a real deal, right? Like, <laughs> you know, that you, you go into your first workout uh, that has wall balls in a comp and they no rep half of them yeah. on you, that's a, that's a rude awakening. I think, uh, like you mentioned that workout with Alex, so you probably wouldn't normally do a chunk of 40 by yourself in a workout, right? I would have never done 40. Yeah, so it's super cool. Yeah. That's one of the things I love about partner workouts. You're tackling things in a way that you wouldn't normally, especially you and I were really those pacers, right? We like to just chip away at this long thing, and we wouldn't normally do something like that. And I, it's really good to do that sometimes and see where you can, what you can do, especially if you're looking to compete because there may be times you need to do that. There may be times you need to pace and endure, but there may be times that you need to full send and see see how far you can go, how far you can push yourself. So that's that's kind of cool to do that. Um, every time you talk about competition, it makes me giggle a little bit because when you said your family's not competitive at all, I was chuckling like, oh, you got all the competitive did, genes. Yes. All yeah. of them just uh -huh. dumped into one. I, I, I don't know what it is. Like I'm, I am wired completely different than the rest of my family. Um, I, I joke, my friends know this, like my close friends know this. I am, I am the laid back one in my family. And for anyone who knows kind of like 
who I am outside of the gym knows I'm wound tighter than a top, right? But for me to be the laid back one in the family, that says a lot about the rest of my family. <laughs> I have a sense of humor. No one else in my family does. My mom will giggle with me once in a while, especially when I'm picking on my dad. But uh, uh, yeah, I I am I I don't know where it came from. I don't know why. Um, it's just that fire is inside me, and I don't know why. What about the mailman? I'm I don't know who kidding. the mailman is. <laughs> Just kidding. And yeah, if you saw my dad, you'd be like, ah, that's not your kid because he's obviously uh, tall and lean. Oh, really? Uh, but if you saw my mom, you would know exactly where I got all my jeans from. So yeah, my dad is 6'1", and my mom is 5'1". So. My poor kids. Yeah. Same story. Well, three, well, two, I guess two of my kids. Um, anything else that we didn't talk about that you want to mention before we wrap up here? Let's do death by burpees next time, Braden. Oh, jeez. Were you the one who requested that? No, I. It's, oh. Braden said Dylan did this morning. Oh. Okay. Or mentioned it. I don't know. Yeah. How long do you think you could go? I feel like that would be a long workout. For that would be a long workout for most people. Yeah. Or longish. I mean, it doesn't take long to do ten burpees, so you're probably in the twenty-minute range if you're really humping it. Yeah. I wonder how that fatigue would start to set in. That would be tough. That'd yeah. be that'd be a long one. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Becca. I'm gonna cut that part off. <laughs> That's uh, nah, I'm just kidding. All right. Thanks, Nate. You're welcome. Do I know how to work it? Until next time, we'll be here building unbreakable humans through knowledge, ownership, and routine.